everybody, and welcome to the Sports Sports Podcast. Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always... No one's joining us today. Not joining us as always. Phil Ranta, the sports outsider, not, not here. here. That here. has not happened very much. You and I, Jordan, have each missed our fair share of podcasts. Oh, yeah. It feels like the attendance award. Yeah. Uh, in, in part because he owns... The equipment on which we right, record. yeah, that's true. The other part is, I feel like he, you know, people don't know that we we have a minority ownership of the sports, sports, sports studio, studio, studio. Yeah, we have like five percent each, right? Yeah, yeah, and he he comes in at like sixty five, yeah. which is excessive, really. By the but, way, who owns the other twenty five percent? Is it oh, split you know, between all the employees? Various interests, Phyllis, yeah. Gene. Yeah, they all have options. I think someone out the door at the IPO too. So, yeah, pretty pretty impressive. On anyway. the open market, look look for us, folks. So <laughs> Phil is not on the podcast today. That is correct, but that that doesn't mean we have a, we can't have some other fun. Uh, yeah, we can still have a lot of fun. We can start with what are our top five things that we hate about Phil. <laughs> we can finally talk about it. Well, you know, and I feel like Phil. It's too bad that Phil is not here for this because the grass is green, okay. the glove right. is cool, having a dog at the game. Totally baseball, major rebrand. Baseball's cool now. T -t -t totally baseball. Brought to you by. Uh, uh, I, I can't. I can't. Hang on. I'm trying to find the drop button here. It's uh, where is it? Uh, oh, here it is. Mountain Dew. Do the Dew with the Mountain. The Dew. Mountain Dew. I wouldn't. Have, I wasn't a fan of that. I was, and I still feel like we're pandering with this. And Phil's not here to defend it, so I'm going to keep going. I think this is a great new segment, and I think Omar Infante is top five All-Star Game voting? What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That makes zero sense. Is he still playing well, Wait a minute. Day? This is a, this is terrible. He's in, at this time last year, veteran second baseman Omar Infante was the leading vote-getter among second baseman on mm -hmm. the AL All-Star ballot. Okay? This is because Kansas City fans cast more ballots in All-Star voting than all Americans have in every presidential election ever. I know. It's a little disappointing. <laughs> As of Tuesday, Omar Infante is currently in third place among AL second basemen. He's behind past All-Stars such as Dusty Pedroia and Ian Kinsler. Yeah. That's some Bang Brothers level stuffing, you guys. Yeah. For real. But, but you know, the voting wait, process... Now, it could just be because Omar Infante is having a spectacular year. You know, he's really not. He's really not. He's hitting 239. He's got 11 runs. He's got 16 RBIs. No home runs. Yeah. No stolen bases. Not getting on base. But, but his, his gumption. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. The voting process isn't the most telling yeah. about a player's talent because it's a bit of a popularity contest, which is awesome if you're cool, and you probably are. Totally baseball. Yeah, well. But if you're not cool and you're bad at baseball, things are going to happen to you. Like Omar Infante. He was totally DFA'd. That's designated for assignment. <laughs> the Royals basically cut him. Lame. Like eighth grade all over again. But for other people, not us, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. we were cool. I was... Uh, don't ask anybody in my middle school about that. The Royals are going with younger players because younger baseball players are the future of this country. Sure. But with names, with their names, are straight out of the Jurassic period. Christian Cologne and Whit Merrifield? Ooh. Christian and Whit, what are you, cavemen? <laughs> sounds like Who a, are British? Sounds like a law firm. So the baseball. <laughs> so here's the thing. Sure, the Royals are dicks for stuffing the ballot box. Yeah. 
But let's vote for Omar Infante, everyone. Oh, I, I think it would be a great way to bring it right back around in the Royals. Having a player without a major league contract starting in an all-star game that for some dumb reason decides home field advantage in the World Series? That's totally baseball! Yeah. The grass is green. The glove is cool. Having a dog at the game. Totally baseball. Brought to you by... Oh, hang, hang on. It's I found it last time. It's oh, One second. Oh, here it is. Mountain Dew! It's yellow and it's radical! That is Mountain Dew. What's in the show today? Uh, well, we got a, we got a jam-packed show. A uh, lot, of, lot of sports talk. With no Actual here. sports talk. Yeah. Don't worry. There's going to give me anything funny on this week's show. No. Uh-uh. No, not because Phil's not no, here. No, because you, well, you guys are finally going to get the, the, the direct sports commentary this you wanted sports, this sports, whole sports, time. sports, 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 sports podcast. It's yeah. exponentially more sports. Way more sports. I guess that'd be sports, 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 yeah, it's, sports. It's not exponentially more sports. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, we're going to have Thad Masterson Thad on. Thad Masterson is coming on. Now, Rumors circulating that the reason why LeBron James sort of lost his cool with uh, with Draymond Green mm-hmm. is because Draymond Re- Green referred to him as a fuckboy. Now, earlier reports had suggested he had gotten upset because he had been called a bitch. Right. And, and, and now this is the game changer. This is the bombshell of no, no, no. no. He didn't call him a bitch. He called him a called fuck him a fuckboy. Fuck so uh, Thad Masterson here is here. He's uh, he's the president of Fuckboys United Coalition for Authority, Caring, and Empathy. What is that? What is fuck, that, fuck is that, face? What, is that's what a it thing. Like. What is yeah. no? But what is it? So he's here. He he, he insisted. Insisted. This he, does not sound like a sports guest. Joel. He made a direct call to Jean, and he Sounds said, Gene. Yeah, he said that he needs to come on because uh, he thinks that the media is not making enough of the way that this slur." This slur issued. Slur. We're saying this is a slur, slur now. Slur issued against the the fuckboys of America. That's it. Wait, they're they're a people. Be allowed to pass. Are they a protected class? They, How does this they work? have an organization. Fuckface speaks for them. All right, so he's on the program, and he's not too Irish or anything. <laughs> nope. And then, do we have a wide world of weird sports? Ooh, it's a good question. No, nope, we do. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm asking you. I know the answer. Yes, we do, America. It's America's favorite segment. Yeah. Phil's not here. We have a wide world of weird sports that will be, a, a, I believe, a fitting tribute. In, indeed. You might have tipped our hand with that one. But and, yes. and news, news, news. News, news, news. It's news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil, but not Phil. News, news, news. Sports as escapism. Happy thoughts. Yeah. New segment. All right. Hey, man, forget about the world today. Yeah, let's just let's, oh, let's dive into something silly and meaningless. Yeah, well, hey, this, this, this news, news, news piece for sports as escapism, happy thoughts, Okay. comes from the Facebook page of Barks Animal Shelter in the Baltimore area. Oh, I thought you were going to go root beer. I was like, I hadn't even root thought beers about Facebook it. page. <laughs> no, Bark's root beers Facebook. Oh, yeah, Bark's got the bite. Yeah, but Mug's got that thick head. Right. When was the last? I haven't laid eyes on a Bark's root beer in <laughs> like five or six years. I feel like this show without. I feel like with without me here, the show to like between you guys becomes like a very like low rent comedy bang bang. And I feel like when it's right. just us, we become like <laughs> low rent like afternoon drive talk. Yes. Where it's like we're not quite sports talk. Like we do some sports, but then we devolve into things like, oh, 
let's do the NCA bracket of root beers. <laughs> you know, I haven't had a Barks in a while. I think IBC would have to win that one by a lot. Right? You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, about a classic I'm, A&W. Uh, yeah, to me, though, A&W is just a bit too sweet. IBC, I think you, you get more of the sassafras bite to it. I think that's sort of what I'm looking for in a root beer. Anyway, the joke is this news story doesn't come from a news article. It comes from a gull darn Facebook page. Oh! This is a Facebook post oh. on the Barks Animal Shelter in Baltimore. Which you follow. Yeah, duh. <laughs> we have an. Inc- we all follow at least three or four different animal Please, shelters I'm in reading, Baltimore. Yeah. I'm reading from an animal shelter's okay, Facebook page, Joel. I didn't mean to It's an animal shelter. Yeah. I mean... We have an incredible, quote, happy tale, tale spelled like a dog's tail, to share. that's cute. This weekend, Ravens offensive tackle number 79, Ronnie Stanley, visited Barks in search of adding a pup to his family. Aww. He was accompanied to our shelter by his girlfriend, along with his teammate, Alexander Lewis, number 72. Mm. When they checked into our front desk, they let us know just what they were looking for. And for a superstar like Ronnie... You'll never guess what he requested. A pit bull? <laughs> a fighting dog. <laughs> yeah. I need a dog. No, he, he goes, he goes, uh, we are looking for a dog that's been here a long time and maybe not so adoptable. Our matchmakers were delighted. Oh, wow. Not so adoptable can mean a lot of things here. Senior pets, physically imperfect, <laughs> ongoing medical, oh, and yeah. more. Yeah. By the way, most of them, it's all three. Yeah. The unadoptable pets, it's usually you don't have one of those. You're usually three for three. Yeah. The unadoptable pets, in my experience, are a bunch of dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, too old. Can't see. Not yeah. particularly cute. Right. That's a bad combo. Our bark staff showed Ronnie and his girlfriend a few pets that fit his parenthetical, seriously awesome criteria. Winter was the lucky dog that caught Ronnie's eye. Ooh, what's wrong with Winter? Beautiful Winter is a dog who has spent most of her six years of life falling into sad, unfortunate situations. She was found on a vacant property on a hot day with no electricity or open windows. She was dehydrated and extremely frightened. Winter has a long, hanging belly, mostly a likely result of overbreeding, something Mm. we see far too often at our shelter. Due to her age, her belly is not something that will ever tighten up. Female dogs with such characteristics are often passed by our in sh- by are passed by in shelter, but not by Ronnie. Is this sexist? This feels sexist. I don't. I don't know. The dog is less valuable as an adoptee uh, because her belly isn't nice. Well, I feel like we objectify dogs a lot. A lot of washboard abs on dogs. That's what they're. Well, here's looking the thing. For? Here's the thing. What do you do when you get a dog? You flip them over. Him or her over, you rub their tummy. That's true. If that's a low, distended tummy, <laughs> nobody want to rub that. Uh, I want that tight, that fur on my hand. Yeah. Uh, you, we do objectify dogs a lot. Um, Ronnie's thought on Winter's belly, as recalled by our volunteers, was, quote, Well, that's just what happens when you've had babies. He was much more interested in getting lots of face kisses from Winter and falling in love rather than being worried about the appearance of her tummy. What a great guy. I know. It was a done deal. Ronnie's girlfriend signed the adoption papers and took her to her home the same day. Aw. Right? Absolutely. How wonderful. Once a discarded pup, now the doggy daughter to a raven. Yeah. How's, uh, how's Winter doing in the ring? Oh, he's undefeated currently. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. They're starting him on really, really small matches, you know? Well, absolutely. You want to build that record up and you can get the bigger ones later on. So they say, we are so proud to have amazing guys like Ronnie to be role models to the kids in our city. 
No, Rome, hey kids, grow up and adopt weird dogs. Yeah, that's your. That's the only thing that matters, <laughs> yeah. really. I mean, kill a few people. <laughs> you know, found an investment bank, bilk a bunch of people out of money, and then run it into the ground. But as long as you adopt some pets with weird physical defects, all is forgiven. I bet you could get a judge very lenient on sentencing if you can prove you run an animal shelter. I'm half expecting this guy to announce some sort of indictment coming down that, in the next couple of weeks. That would have been quite the twist in the OJ trial. Right. You see, Your Honor, OJ runs a no-kill shelter in yeah. West Los Angeles. The trial <laughs> gasped. <gasps> anyway, uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, not only does this single act of kindness make adoption cool, but it makes giving love to an imperfectly perfect dog a, quote, manly thing to do. Aw, also, a special shout-out to Alexander Lewis, number 72, who offered to help our staff members carry large bags of dog food while his buddy Ronnie was taking our adopter class. Yeah! That's a, that's a weird tag-along. Well, it's a Facebook post, not a news article. Well, no, fairness. no, but I mean, weird thing The person writing this is making whatever, uh, you know... You tag along with your friend to the dog shelter, and then you don't play with the dogs. Instead, you offer you to carry help dog carry food. heavy dog food. Become like a volunteer at a soup kitchen, but it's a dog kitchen. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Have a happy, happy life winter. Absolutely. Joining us now on the podcast is Thad Masterson. And uh, Thad, you represent Fuckboys United Coalition for Authority, Caring, and Empathy. Yeah, uh, sorry, but can I just go ahead and say that I do not appreciate you using the term fuckboys. Oh, well, it's, I know, I understand, but it's in your acronym. Well, I understand that it's in the acronym, okay, but that is because it is our word, okay? Fuckboys is something that we can call each other, all right? Okay. But it is not something that you can call us, okay? You are, are, are maybe not recognizing uh, your privilege as, as, as a non-fuckboy, okay, uh, and the way that that sort of substantially improves your life, the way that people treat you, completely different. Okay, I got, I got to, I got to ask you, uh, Thad, uh, real quick on this because I'm, I'm lost. My mind has been is boggled here. I understand uh, the, the importance of checking privilege. I understand yep. uh, the, do, the. Do you, Jordan? Because you know, I probably don't understand. I, the I heard porn. the intro to this segment, and you guys, you and and that but monstrous I, co-host of yours, uh, use the term "fuckboys" on no fewer than a half dozen occasions. Yeah, yeah, I guess that that is true. But we were just using the word in the context of a news story. And still, still not okay to hear it come from your voice. Is an act of violence, is what it is. I, I want, I want you to know, I, I did not understand it was a slur. I'll be honest, I didn't know that uh, fuck Claim, boys claiming ignorance were a people is, or a we, group. We are a people, okay, and we are an oppressed people. What is your simply because your, uh, simply because simply because our behavior is so demonstrably awful to most normal people. They think that it's okay to treat us differently because yeah. we treat them differently. You know, we don't, we don't live in a society where I, I don't think you should treat people differently. I think you should treat everyone equally and in, that, in a generally positive, friendly and manner. And I, I absolutely agree that that is true, but just because we are prone to say terrible things to people, to treat them in terrible ways, to uh, pursue trends in, in, in pop culture that are, are awful and that people hate, that we gentrify neighborhoods, because of all of these things... We are consistently subjected to to all sorts of stereotypes. So maybe you can just walk me through them, some of them, real quick, and maybe we can quash some myths right well, now. On, absolutely. On, well, first of all, I know you don't like being called the FB word. Yes. So what would be the preferable nomenclature to refer to your friends, your people, your group, you know, singular or plural? 
you know, I think that uh, probably the best way to go uh, would be insufferable Americans. Insufferable Americans. Insufferable and Americans. And by the way, this is a term that you, you prefer to fuck boy. Oh, I, what was that? Excuse me, sir. Right, no, I know. I, Excuse me, sir. Okay. okay? I, and see, this is, this is why it's such an issue. Draymond Green right. uh, refers to LeBron James as a fuckboy just because he seems to think that he's uh, better than everyone else uh, and sort of relies heavily on his, his, his wealth of money uh, and, and looks down on people. But I guess like this, is Draymond Green an insufferable American? Can he claim this word as his own? Has he taken back the power by utilizing this word? There are definitely times when Draymond Green shows tendencies towards the fuckboy spectrum. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, but, but beyond that, uh, for him to, to throw it uh, at, at another person on a basketball court, nonetheless, uh, there's quite a lot of insufferable Americans amongst the NBA. Right. Is LeBron James one of them? Do you think it's, uh, while we shouldn't have been saying the, the, the word out loud, maybe using it in a negative tone, do you think LeBron James yeah. identifies as an insufferable well, American even, as part of that community? Even there, it's, it's, it's a little bit iffy uh, because in many ways he is an insufferable American, but in many other ways he does not really qualify to be one of, of what you might refer to as a fuckboy. After all, he has... For the most part, built his fortune based on his own talent. Uh, that's uh, not the way that we usually like to go. Uh, inherited fortunes, I think, are, are what we see a lot more of uh, with fuckboys. And very few people uh, inherit, you know, a lot of wealth. So it's hard for other people to understand the burden that's placed on you to, to really just not accomplish things of substance and to have so much money when you have little to no appreciable talent. And I guess I'd like to maybe like wrap this up with something that's maybe like that we can all learn from this, maybe that we can all grow from this is, is I guess further the conversation on insufferable Americans is what can, you know, for lack of a better word, non-insufferable Americans do to learn more about the insufferable American experience and I guess be aware of that in terms of in, in interactions with them. Um, I'm glad you asked that question. Okay. First of all, go to dance clubs every night of the week. Every single night of the week, you should be at a nightclub, okay? Uh, every single night of the week. That is your advice. To, yeah. That is how we can break down the walls. That's how we can force a dialogue. It's going to at, very loud nightclubs at, every night absolutely. of the week. Absolutely. You're going to want to buy a leather jacket. You're going I mean, that's to just want, good advice. Yes, that's just a, good advice, everyone. A garish shirt that is much more expensive than would seem even remotely reasonable. Uh, and some fitted pants. Okay. Uh, you're going to want to buy uh, shoes uh, that have lifts in them so that you appear taller. Shoes with lifts. Yeah, sort of heels on them. Uh, some people will insist that that's, uh, that's a little bit more feminine, but they are wrong. We are fuck boys. Right. No, I got that. I got. Yeah. yeah no, I understand that. Uh, definitely spend more time on Twitter. Uh, if for nothing else, then you'll see that there's so many women out there who have this incredible uh, desire to, to say no to fuckboys. That time and time again, you see their profiles, they say, no fuckboys. Oh. And I'm like, you, you have not even met me, madam. Yeah. You know, for, for you to immediately say that just because I am insufferable to be in, 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 the, in the same room as, uh, that you would not want to date me. That's pretty, yeah, no, that, that's not kind of the sort of thing that we stand for here in the Sports, no, Sports Podcast. absolutely not. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on here. And to talk about this. All right. Well, this that, is the only interview that Fuckface has been granted since the beginning of our organization. Have you ever thought about changing the name of the organization to maybe get more interviews? I mean, the, I'm not the, sure I understand where you're going with this. 
Hey, thanks for joining us today, Thad. Oh, okay. Well, well really thank appreciate you. Thanks for having it. me on. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to have to ask that you uh, you go ahead and let me take um, all of the bottled waters that you have in the lobby. All of the bottled. I mean, there's all only like a, like. I mean, sure, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, it's, it's not it's not Evian. So I mean, you know, you, no, shouldn't, I, you shouldn't care that much. I'm really, not, it's Nestle. It's okay. But you know what? You know, you just help yourself. If you're thirsty. Okay, absolutely. And and also, I had your car towed. Why? What? You were parked in a better parking spot, uh, and so I went ahead and called it in, uh, and I parked my car there. I'm doing you a solid by 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 letting you know that. What is that? So, what are right. you doing? Uh, goodbye. Yeah, you know, get out of here, Thad. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast, where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something, too. So go to TSU.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. How did, how did I do? Phil's back. Don't tell people that. I was going to say, like, I did the intro. This week's wide world of weird <laughs> sports, Gordy Howe. Yay! Yay! The great one. No, Gordy, shut up. Mr. Hockey. Mr. Yep. Hockey. Uh, Captain and Tennille. Gordy Howe. <laughs> that is yeah. not his nickname. Uh, he died. He gone. That okay? You that just, is not a Wikipedia entry. That is, is that's that all is, it that says is, is, is the that is the strikeout call from the play-by-play play Gordon Gordy Howe, he gone. That's all. Uh, the, that's like all Hawk Harrelson, is that yeah, what yep. you're telling me? I don't know who Hawk Harrelson is. The the I'm color saying, commentator for the White yeah, Sox. He gone. Signature catchphrase. He gone. That's what it says. Yep. Using using a Hawk Harrelson catchphrase and a Gordy Howe in memoriam is going to get you death threats, Phil. Gordon Gordy The first Howe. one from me. Okay, then I won't. <laughs> Gordon Gordy Howe, he gone, was a Canadian okay. professional ice hockey player. Uh, died June 10th, 2016, recently. Right, yeah. very recently. R.I.P. Gordy Howe, a beloved figure uh, in the city of Detroit and across all of Canada and the United States yep. and probably some other countries too, but, but, but here's to you, Gordy. Just he, those two, actually. Just those two. <laughs> yeah. He's not BRB, he's R.I.P. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from 1949 to 1980, he played 26 seasons mm-hmm. of the National Hockey League and six seasons in the World Hockey Association, which, if I remember correctly, it's like the Mighty Ducks uh, win the NHL and then they have to play in the World Hockey Association. No, that okay. is not the case at all. Sure. Yeah. That was that was World the- Hockey Association was a lesser league, I would say. Oh, well, that's weird because the world is bigger. Than the nation. Yes. No, I <laughs> That's strange. It was all branding, Phil. Yeah, they yep. were. You were also, the fans were also fooled and disappointed. <laughs> trust me. I believe it. Uh, his first 25 seasons were spent with the Detroit Red Wings. Woo! Nicknamed Mr. Hockey, or the great one. That's How is considered the most complete player to ever play the game, which is an odd compliment. He could fight and was a much tougher guy than Wayne Gretzky. Ah, in addition to being like the second best scorer of all time, that's he, why his nickname was Mister Scrappy. <laughs> yeah, he fought a lot. Many of the yeah. goal scorers in the more modern era are not credited with being as physically tough. Ah, I see. As, as the as the older era, and in the older era, 
Gordy Howe was not only incredibly physically tough, mm. but he, he scored a lot of damn goals. Made yeah. sense. In Make part sense. because people were afraid of him. <laughs> Go away, I'm Gordy Howe. I got hockey stick. Oh, uh, uh, so uh, he uh, is a 23-time NHL All-Star. Is that like a record for All-Stars? He went platinum 23 times. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, yeah. Not bad. Uh, and he held many of these sports scoring records until they were broken in the 1980s by Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Yeah, jerk. He continues to hold NHL records for most games and most seasons played. Let's skip down, shall we? We don't need to go through. Er- well, let's go to early life. This is a, this is a, in memoriam. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. Uh, How was born in a farmhouse in Floral, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. He was it, Floral, Saskatchewan. Is that a town, or are you describing the area of Saskatchewan <laughs> and where he was born? It was a ironically named town, I think. Oh, barren, very yes, barren. Was probably barren. Born on a dirt farm. Yep, exactly. He was his parents were uh, poop miners. What? <laughs> uh, what? No, yeah. no, it does not say that. It does not say Gordy how he gone. It does not say his parents were poop miners. Nope, it doesn't. He's the son of Catherine Schultz and Albert and Albert Howe, though. That's that, his, that's, that's in here. That true. tracks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was one of nine siblings. You have to be pretty scrappy to be one of nine siblings. Oh yeah, I get yeah. a lot of fights. Uh, when Gordy was nine days old, the house moved to Saskatoon. That's the big time yeah, if you're talking that's, Saskatchewan. Yeah. That's big city. Yeah. <sighs> and I'm sure they wanted him to have Saskatoon residency. Yeah. So <laughs> they moved him quickly and they were like, no, he was born here the whole time. <laughs> uh, where his father worked as a laborer during the Depression. Uh, that's got to be the hardest job. La- depression his era depression laborer. or the Great Depression? <laughs> a little both. I'm sure it was <laughs> yeah. both. Uh, in the summers, Howe would work construction with his father. He was mildly dyslexic growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, physically was beyond his years at an early age. So that means when he was six, he was eight. He was also, he, he was at, nine, at he was the age 13. of six, he, would, uh, he was already causing fights at the construction sites. That yeah. makes sense. Hey, oh, hey, oh, you want on. a piece of me, eh? Oh, it's time for you to get a he knock was, in the face. He was catcalling at a very advanced level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was already six feet tall in his mid-teens, and doxer, doctors feared a calcium deficiency and encouraged him to strengthen his spine with chin-ups. So doctors were like, you got to get yoked, son. Yeah. You'll thank me later. Training montage, training montage. <laughs> uh, he began playing organized hockey at eight years old. How he quit school during So a little the, late for Canada. A little late, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how he quit school during the Depression to work in construction and then left Saskatoon at 16 to pursue his hockey career. Wow. You just don't get stories like that anymore. No. Yeah. That's a don't. tough chapter, you know, in the 40s to, to leave Saskatoon to go to, like, Ontario. There's no internet. There's there's phones. But, you know, it's it's hard to stay in touch with your family in that yeah. case. It's and weird. how are you going to keep up with the Saskatoon news? Right. Yeah. It's tricky because there's no internet back there's then. There's no internet. And the town crier was too far away. Couldn't hear him. Way too far away. Yeah. Uh, How was an ambidextrous player breaking barriers? He was one of the few (laughs) skaters to be able to use the straight sticks of his era to shoot either left or Mm right-handed, which Mm -hmm. is very confusing for the defense players, I'm sure. Yeah. Didn't know which way it was going. (laughs) Uh, As a young teen, Howe played bantam hockey at the King George Athletic Club in his hometown of Saskatoon, winning his first championship with them in the 1942 Saskatchewan Provincial Bantam Hockey Finals. 
Oh, and that was a great year. Brought yeah. to you by hockey. <laughs> <laughs> he received his first taste of professional hockey at age 15, only seven years after he started playing, in 1943, when he was invited by the New York Rangers to their training camp at the Amphitheater in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Mm. Oh, wow. Bigger city. Yeah. Yeah. For, you, for them small-town Saskatoon folks, Winnipeg. Downright metropolis. But, t- but I don't think he took that job. Well, he played well enough there uh, that the Rangers wanted to sign uh, how to a C form, which would have given the club his NHL rights and uh, to play that year at uh, Notre Dame, a Catholic school in Wilcox, Saskatchewan. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's the Notre Dame we were all thinking. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but it was known for turning out good hockey players. It yeah. was like a Montessori school. That's what they say about Notre Dame. Yeah. It's a bunch ho- of hockey players. It's, it's Saskatchewan's best hockey player. Sure. You think Notre Dame, you think yeah. Saskatchewan hockey excellence. If they, if they yeah. offer you, you're going to Notre Dame yeah, High School. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Howe did not feel that it was a good fit for him, and he wanted to go back to play hockey with his friends and decline the Rangers' offer and return to Saskatoon. But as we all know, you can't go home again. No, you, you can't. You know what? This one's jam-packed. I think we've got to make it a two-parter. I think we do have, in, in honor of, of Gordy, I think um, we I should think make it a two-parter. I, on next week's Wide World of Weird Sports, I think we'll find out Gordy Howe's first taste of professional hockey That'll was actually be. the ring finger of a defenseman. Yum! <laughs> yeah. And that brings them to another wide world of Weird Sports! Sports! Oh, fingers, that's what George just said! Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings the close in our sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, let's uh, give you our contact information from regular old Phil. Hey, it's me, regular old Phil. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. And not only do we post our episodes there, we post hilarious comedy uh, about all of the. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Hey, it's very hey, funny. It's, it's so funny. You can't get through hilarious yeah, without but, laughing. Right. We but had to keep it regular there, buddy. We had a funny, very funny Zika virus joke as it pertains to Brazil. It was fantastic this week. <laughs> as it very pertains good. To as Brazil. it pertains to Brazil. No. Uh, and you can find all of our episodes at soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. We get it. You like iTunes. That's fine. But if you uh, have the druthers, check us out at sp- uh, soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Jolie. Am I a fuck boy? No. 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 You're, you're much, much worse. You're a fuck bear. <laughs> Lights off. have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.